ish boy. The one and only A Switch. AKA Bacon Grease is a bitch. AKA Who put this marshmallow in my pocket? AKA the Komaki Tiger Dropper. AKA why my mic? Why my mic? My mic getting limp. <laughs> AKA the nigga Lil Master. Bringing you yet another episode of Switches Sites. Episode 182. Today's date is September 28th, 2023. Man, time is just, uh, it's not real. Cause man, it was just June two days ago, but I digress. Um, little housekeeping, um, may have noticed I've been absent for a pretty significant amount of time. Uh, I mean, relatively speaking, I guess, but. Um, yeah, so I was going to record my episode, what, a few weeks ago, but, uh, some things happened. Uh, those things were, um, (laughs) I'm just, I just gotta say it. Um, I was cooking, um, pretty much around the first, uh, around the first of, uh, September, you know, cooking me some bacon. You know, a guy give me some bacon. You know, hey, you can never have enough bacon. You know what I'm saying? Um, was cooking some bacon and um, I was basically looking at the pan uh, for some reason. And something in my head was like, uh, turn it. And I thought the the pan was uh, wasn't didn't have any grease or anything in it. And I did that. And uh, yeah, there was grease and it fell on my foot. It was very hot. It was, it was, it was very hot. So, um, since then I, uh, I, I gave it some time to heal. Cause I, I didn't think it was like, um, any severe burns. So I let it just try to take its course, tried to heal from it on my own, not going to any, you know, a doctor or anything. And, uh, yeah, I was starting getting concerned cause it wasn't healing um, or whatever. So I was like, let me go, let me go to the burn burn center, <sighs> went to the burn center and they were like, Oh yeah, we gonna need to, uh, we gonna need to do some surgery on you boy. <laughs> my, my, uh, doctor was not a Southern Southern racist person, I guess, but nonetheless, they said, uh, it was, it was, <laughs> it was a woman actually. <laughs> Um, they said they had to do surgery on me. Basically they saw I had a severe, uh, third degree burn, um, pretty much in the center of my foot. Essentially. I couldn't see it because of the blister that formed. It was a very huge blister and very huge blister. And, um, after the blister popped, there was a uh, skin over it. So I couldn't see it. And they, at least from what I, I thought you aren't supposed to cut or get rid of that, that skin essentially, but because the burn was so severe, that's why the skin wasn't, um, forming or trying to heal basically. So basically I had to get two surgeries. Um, 
One was to remove like the dead t- skin tissue and, and skin. And then the other was to get a skin graft, which they took from my left thigh. So, and pretty much during that whole period, I, <laughs> they admitted me to the hospital that day. Uh, um, uh, mind you, I wasn't expecting this at all. I'm like, uh, it's all right. Hey, they probably just gonna give me some ointment. Give me some strong ass ointment, clean it up a bit. I'm like, all right, get out there and be something buddy. But no, that did not happen at all. <laughs> they admitted me into a hospital. I was in the hospital for probably like a good week and a half, I'd say. Um, and pretty much was, you know, uh, I could, I could hobble on one leg or whatever, go to the bathroom and stuff, but I was pretty much out of it. I was, uh, I was out of commission. I was, I was, uh, yeah, that happened. And then <laughs> the whole time I'm just like all this because some damn bacon grease, all this because I spilled some bacon on my foot, uh, bacon grease on my foot, had socks on as well, but you know, Hey, that high grease going to get through it either way. Um, so yeah, that pretty much explains, uh, of course that was the day I was supposed to record that following night. So, uh, because of that, yeah, pretty much, uh, cannot do anything. <laughs> so, uh, I hope you understand, but yeah, I was, uh, unfortunately out of commission, um, since then. <sighs> so yeah, that was, that happened. <laughs> I was explaining to people, you know, like the nurses and stuff that didn't know about how, how this happened. It's like, Hey, yeah, what happened? Um, and I was like, yeah, I spilled this bill bacon grease on my foot. Uh, oh, oh, <laughs> that's not <laughs> part of me. Want to say I was fighting off these, uh, fighting off these tigers in this fire, uh, this, this house engulfed in fire to save these five children that only had one leg, but that it just didn't, didn't come to conversation. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that happened. That happened. So yes, I have uh gotten out of uh of uh um what is the term? I got discharged from the hospital over the last weekend and um not a hundred percent, still got a lot of healing to do, uh, especially for my graft as well as my foot, but you know, slowly but surely getting there. <laughs> also <laughs> had another scare earlier today where I went to do it, get a checkup. And on top of that, they said, uh, um, cause I started having pain on my left, left, um, calf pretty much where the, you know, where my foot is uh, healing. And uh, I told him I was having this weird pain. that was consistent and, you know, just was just consistent in like, it is it, after I put weight on it, it maybe a little bit more, but overall it was consistent. So they were checking like, um, <laughs> you might have a blood clot. So let's go to ER. So I'm like, Oh no, not a, are they, and you know, they're saying potentially might get readmitted. We don't know yet, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Oh my God, really, really? Just when you get out, they put your, put your right back in. Um, so thankfully, uh, they did an ultrasound and everything. And thankfully, um, did not see any signs of a blood clot. So <sighs> crisis, Averted, 
crisis averted. Um, but yeah, yeah. So that's, <laughs> that's been my story since, uh, um, since then last episode, uh, life comes at you fast, man. Uh, man, let me tell you, let me tell you, um, it does goodness. So any, anyway, um, I am here. I am here. I am alive. I am alive. I feel like I, I should make a poem or something, but I digress. Um, happy Counter-Strike 2, uh, release day. Uh, that dropped, uh, I think, uh, just a shadow drop yesterday. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to mess with it, uh, probably maybe over the weekend. Cause uh, I'm trying to get me some, give me some op headshots, some deagle headshots, headshots in general. And just, I'm trying to aim, not aim where you should. So in turn, you actually aim at the head, you know, Hey, Counter-Strike, Counter-Strike 2, you know? Um, <laughs> nonetheless, uh, try to play catch up as much as possible. A lot of stuff has happened while I was out. Of course, of course it never is like, Oh, coincidentally, while I'm going through life, life stuff, uh, while I'm going through life stuff, let's not do have stuff happen. Other, other various events happen, but no, we had so many, um, some, so, so many direct showcases and, uh, what else? Uh, the Tokyo game shows and, it was, it's a lot. It's a lot. So, you know what? You know what? Without further ado, let's stop the dilly dallying and get right into it. First topic of discussion uh, Nintendo Direct uh, happened. Um, man, I, it's, it's somewhere, uh, early, earlier, mid September, I think the same day as the play, the PlayStation showcase. Um, and, uh, you know, had some, uh, notable stuff, uh, Mario and Donkey Kong getting remade with switch a new peach game that was initially at tease, but we didn't get a full look at it. But now, um, we got a little bit more extended look. And it's launching in March. I think it's called something Princess Peach Showtime. You see it. Um, Splatoon 3's a single player expansion we got a look of. Um, Paper Mario a Thousand Year Door is being remade for the Switch. Uh, that will come out in 2024. Um, probably the biggest uh probably substantial notable even announcement that, uh, is affected me to this day. F zero 99 is back. So basically, um, pretty much the F zero, uh, game from the super Nintendo seems to be the basis. And it's basically being, uh, 99-ified where basically it's in a battle royale format, um, which is pretty dope. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Um, and what I've been playing as well, but that has been, was announced and overall 
pretty decent direct. Um, oh yeah, I think they announced a Contra, um, a Contra remake of the original one or something like that. Um, a lot of decent, decent, uh, notable things. Um, yeah, Nintendo be churning them remakes out, but I mean, you know, <laughs> I guess it kind of comes in, in, in turn with the Nintendo, uh, vault, vaulting, you know, basically because <laughs> the games aren't necessarily replayable. Uh, well, I guess if you got the, the, the hardware, but you know, not everybody has the, the hardware and all that stuff. And then the whole, uh, prices of retro stuff is very, is, is all hiking up. It feels like each day really. So what do you do? What do you do? I don't know. I don't have the answers. I know that much. Um, moving on though. PlayStation showcase, which also happened in the same day. It was a lot. Um, we got a pretty extensive look at Spider-Man two. Um, I caught a good amount of it, but I missed some, some tidbits here and there, but, uh, yeah, showed a little bit of, uh, Peter and, uh, miles, you know, going through New York and just, just show pretty much an extended look of uh, going through the city and various things like that. Um, I guess apparently you can, uh, <laughs> I think I saw on Twitter, somebody, uh, well, they, they said that you can go on like uh, amusement park rides. <laughs> of course the, the funny, the funny, um, uh, acknowledgement video game logic of, you know, Hey, there's a very serious issue going on right now, but you know what? I need to, I need to have a little fun. I need to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to ride them. I'm trying to get on that cartwheel. <laughs> so, Hey, you know, Hey, video game logic. I'm fine with it. Hey, you, you know, maybe you really stressed out that you got to fight. Uh, you stressed out that you got to fight the green goblin at six o'clock and maybe you won't make it. Maybe, maybe he'll win, you know, of the many multiple universes or whatever. And you know, Hey, you know what? <laughs> hey, let me get this. Let me get this one last ride. Get my cotton candy and my, my funnel cake. Hell, I might even, you know what? I might die. Let me, let me get, let me get the, uh, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put the funnel cake funnel cakes in between the cotton candy. You got, you got a cotton candy sandwich. You got, you got a damn, Carnival, carnival double deck, you know, I'm just, if you, if you think you might die, I don't know. I'm just, that's just me. <laughs> that's just me. <laughs> I digress. Um, also saw resident evil four. Um, I think they started off with the VR mode, I believe where they showed a little bit more, um, details of that, which I believe is coming in next year or the exclusively for the PSVR two. Um, and then also finally, finally we got 
a look at uh, Separate Ways, which was the very much highly, highly, um, obviously uh, incoming DLC. Uh, I think it was leaked uh, previously a while back, uh, a little bit after the game was out, like uh, some various files, some of the mercenary, some additional mercenary characters that are missing were added and things like that. So it was a lot to, it was a lot. I very much hinted at the separate ways DLC, which of course was missing, um, was missing from the, uh, uh initial release of Resident Evil 4. So <coughs> showed a little tidbit of that. So, uh, tales of arise hell divers two. Um, showed a little bit extensive gameplay of that. And it seems like it's changed from an isometric shooter to a, a third person, which that, uh, that gets my attention. I know that, uh, avatar frontiers of Pandora. They show some extensive gameplay there. Um, baby steps. This is like, <laughs> this seems to be at least the vibes I'm getting this. This looks to be like the next streamer quote unquote streamer game of, uh, the year or the next year, 2024, where it seems like it's kind of like a mix between a surgeon simulator, but we, but you're walking in, but you're trying where they make it, you know, intentionally difficult to actually walk. And the angle seems to be that you will laugh at the person trying to walk because it's not, it's, it's intentionally designed to make you struggle to walk to do such a basic thing. They make it very complicated. And in turn, you'll struggle in, you know, comedic laughter will ensue is my, my, what I got from that watching that trailer. So, um, honk, honkai star rail. Like what? Come on now. We all know it. <laughs> Don't you know about that honkai star rail? <laughs> Where you been? Where you been living? You've been under a rock. This is this Honkai Star Rail. What you mean? <laughs> oh, oh, man, that that's going to get me every time. Um, foam stars. Hey, all right. You know, you you tired of playing uh, Splatoon? Get your ass over here to PlayStation and get, get you get you your damn foam stars in. Foam, foam stars, open beta party. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, I guess that's technically next, next week ish, uh, or no, over the weekend, uh, to, uh, September 29th through October 1st. So, Hey man, if you've been like, Hey, I don't really want to play Splatoon, but I want to play something that is going to be like Splatoon, but not Splatoon. Foam stars, baby. You already know. Uh, new PlayStation five and dual sense colors. We got the, we got the volcanic. I gotta do it. Volcanic red. We got the cobalt blue and we got that sterling silver. Oh, I like that. That felt good. That felt good. I'm not gonna lie. Um, yeah. So that, uh, uh how could I forget? Um, of course, probably the, what stole the whole show for me personally, um, final fantasy seven rebirth. We got another juicy, plump, delicious, decadent trailer for final fantasy seven rebirth. 
Whew. And it was it was great. It was great. I'm gonna watch it again while I talk about it. I'm gonna watch it again while I gush about it. So, you know, man. Whew. You know, he's starting off with the what if of if Zach is alive and an alternate universe. So, and then you got Zach is on the cover art. So it is definitely implied that Zach is going to be a, has a big prominent role in this. That's different from the original game. Who you got, you got cloud exploring, um, exploring the open world and, and battling and, 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 and all the, the party members are teaming up with each other and doing, doing team up attacks. I saw where, you know, uh, Aerith is like shooting a cat Sith, Kate Sith. I don't, I'm, we'll probably find out when the game comes out, how that's pronounced, you know, uh, feeding Kate Sith's, uh, uh, her magic and he's shooting it out his mouth and that's just great. I mean, what more do you want? You got the doom buggy, you got the chocobos, you got the various color chocobo, you got the segues. You got the, you got the damn, you got the ghost from the, from the, uh, the remake. You got Hojo's, <laughs> Hojo's bitch ass. We, we already know. Um, and then of course, Sephiroth. I forgot they, they freaking showed Shepard. <laughs> they freaking showed Sephiroth. <laughs> that sounds like a Southern. <laughs> oh man. It sounds like a Southern, a Southern ignorant, a Southern ignorant, like a father to his son <laughs> that owns a, Hey, uh, Hey, is that there? Is that that there? Uh, shepherd, shepherd. <laughs> oh my God. That's, oh, that's killing me. Um, <laughs> Sheparoth. Oh man. Oh man. I need to see that. I need to see that. Damn, that just derailed my whole train of thought. Um, yeah, no, they had uh they they show <laughs> now nah, I want to say it. They showed <laughs> Sheparoth. <laughs> they 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 showed Sheparoth um with Cloud presumably um with the flashback. They did say that you can play as a uh, Sheparoth, which is very much a given, I think. Uh, I mean, obviously, I mean, it's like, why would you, what is the point of even doing this if they won't let you play him at some point? Um, obviously at the point, if you played the original, that makes the most sense. So they, they showed that they showed a very, like, they showed a very, like, I'm not sure how to feel now, but I feel like the implication is eroticism where, you know, they were showing cloud and Sephiroth teamed up attacking people. And then they did like a, a ultimate, ultimate co-op synergy. I think the synergy is the term they used uh, or were using where they did a team up attack. And then they, 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 <laughs> they give a, they give a look at each other where they like, Hey, you know, I like, I like how you swing that sword. I mean, Hey, maybe you could, you, you could show me how to swing, how to swing yours sometime. I mean that I'm just saying that I felt the, I felt the, the, um, the, 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 well, just, just the, uh, I felt the gayness. I'm not going to lie. I felt, I felt it. I was like, man, they might kiss just the way they looking at each other. I mean, I'm just, I'm, I mean, uh, you know, so I was, I, I was digging it. I ain't gonna lie. I mean, they, they, they got the source together and they, the iconic pick who, who I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to be reborn. <laughs> I'm 
ready to be reborn. I am. Um, man, that was great. That was a great trailer. It was, man. Is I I'm I feel like I'm I'm very uh uh heavily biased at this point to Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, but at the same time, it's like it, it feels like it's going in a very awesome direction, especially if you're a fan of the original. So, um, yeah, yeah. Who they they showed Miss Malone, Miss 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 Malone, the big ass um. The big ass snake that uh you know you if you go in the little lake in uh Final Fantasy Seven it'll it'll get you and you have to fight it and then you know the the memes did 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 Sephiroth do this you know who release date we got a release date February twenty ninth twenty twenty four man I want it right now. But that I'll have to wait. That that's close enough for me. Whew. Man. Whoa, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a great day. Let me tell you. That's gonna be a magnificent day. My goodness. Whew. That's gonna be a great day. It really is. It really is. Got scared. I was like, um, they showed the collector's edition. I'm like, Oh my God, Sephiroth standing on a statue. Yes, please. Absolutely. And then, uh, <laughs> cause I was, uh, at, while I was, I was at the hospital and uh, of course I was in this bariatric chamber, which is, I guess, intended to, you know, the, in, the intent was to heal you very quickly, quicklier, <laughs> uh, much more quickly. And, um, they, uh, of course, while while they they decided to drop the collector's edition while I'm in the chamber, which I I can't have any electronics or anything. It's just me watching a movie uh, for like a um, hour and a half, and then you know I came back. I was like, oh, the collector's edition is sold out. I was like, son of a bitch. But then thankfully, um, shortly after, we yeah, hey, we got it. We got. It. I think it's still up right now. So. Yeah, yeah. Final Fantasy Rebirth, man, it's about to be, it's about to be a problem. It's about to be a problem with that game. Let me tell you, that's gonna be my personality for the next four months after that comes. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm, I'm. All I can say, all I can say, is, I'm ready to be reborn. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to be reborn. I'm so ready. I'm so ready. It's so much I could talk. I could go on a whole tangent about that. The hell I dedicate a whole episode, but I digress. I digress. I digress. And pretty much that was pretty much the PlayStation showcase for this month. Um, yeah, moving on. Switch two was shown to devs and press at Gamescom. So, uh, through some, through some people, 
uh, this was revealed and uh, a lot of other folks were uh, corroborated as well that uh, the switch Two was showed uh, shown uh, behind closed doors to a lot of the developers while at Gamescom. Um, at least from what everybody's saying, uh, one switch Two demo was, was shown is a, apparently a souped up version of breath of the wild, um, which is basically designed to showcase the switch Two's um, beefier, uh, tech specs. So, um, yeah, that's, that's pretty dope. Um, I guess that doesn't necessarily mean that we'll get a souped up version. I mean, if anything, I, it will make sense. I mean, it probably, I would assume, I mean, Nintendo's Nintendo, so we don't know you regardless, but I would assume it'd be something along the lines of Xbox. Well, Xbox one, and Xbox series, series consoles where, you know, just a update to the game you already purchased. So if you put it in a switch to, it'll automatically technically upgrade it, uh, in terms of, you know, some patch, some small patch that'll let you, uh, let the game utilize the, the power of the new switch basically is my, my, my guess. They could not do that. They could probably maybe put it beyond a paywall. Cause I mean, Nintendo definitely, uh, has shown, you know, doing that to some extent. Um, but I don't know. And then it's also the question if the, if, uh, it will be backwards compatible, compatible, uh, which we don't know as well. Um, I'd hope so. That would suck. That would be a very unfortunate, unfortunate, um, strike towards Nintendo when it comes to that, but I don't think so. But yeah, I'm, I just would like to see this thing and what it is, what it looks like. What, what is it? What, what is it? <laughs> What's that? What, what is it? What is it? Um, yeah, I feel like it definitely, uh, at least one thing is for sure. I know for sure we'll have the, the multi-use, um, functionality where you can play it as a console as well as a portable. I think that is obviously the, the most, the dopest thing about the switch really. Um, so I, I, I don't think they would, they would ever deviate or stray from that. It's just, I'm curious what, what it would be. I'm telling you, Nintendo, uh, super Nintendo switch. You would be dumb not to do that. Super Nintendo switch. It makes small. It's it make oh so much sense, but I don't work in Nintendo. My uncle does. <laughs> uh, to me, my 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 uncle works in my t- at Nintendo. Um, <laughs> I don't why it's killing me. <laughs> <There's no way. laughs> hey, my uncle works in Nintendo. Um, so yeah. We shall see. Uh, they, uh, they it, it, it was um, pretty much pinned down that it will definitely see this next year. I'm for sure. I'm pretty certain they are just like um, gonna let the holiday sales take take its course, and then we'll probably hear something. I'd be yeah. I don't think we would hear it at the game awards or anything like that. I'd be surprised if they did, but no. Uh, well, I guess maybe potentially people have bought the, the, the switches before then potentially. So possibly maybe 
I don't know. I think we'll probably hear it like the first of next year, like in January or something. And then maybe it might drop um, in March around the same time the original Switch launched. I could see that. That 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 could, that could potentially be a thing. Only time will tell. Only time will tell. Yeah. Switch to Boogaloo coming soon to you. <laughs> I'm not a rapper. I'm not a rapper though. Moving on. Tokyo Game Show also transpired um, <laughs> within roughly the, the, the same time frame. I think maybe a little bit. I think the weekend after, I want to say. So we got some announcements, uh, in particular Capcom's uh, broadcast where they um, talked about some stuff. Um, Dragon's Dogma 2 was, was the big, like, uh, flagship it feels like showed pretty much a lot of the what felt like similar stuff i mean i guess my biggest um disappointment towards dragon's dog but two is that there isn't co-op um they're still using the pawn system which is kind of like a way to um be connected with your friends in a way where you can play their their pawns with you and they act particular ways and stuff like that so uh, I don't know. It, I, I, de I definitely plan to play it for sure when it comes out, but it just didn't wow me like I wanted it to when it came to that. But I digress. Also, as somebody who's played Dragon's Dogma Online, which was pretty dope, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Apollo Justice Ace Attorney Trilogy um, got a release date. Um, there's that. Exo Primal got a title update. You know, you got Chun Li as a robot, Ryu. I think he might have came, but I've not played it since it came out. Um, Monster Hunter Now, which is the, it seems like the Pokemon Go Monster Hunter, but Pokemon Go, basically. Pokemon Goified Monster Hunter. Um, I have to, I've yet to play it. Um, Street Fighter Six is Aki, a uh, new character. Um, basically showed a little bit more of her. Um, that was pretty much it when it came to at least Capcom specific Tokyo game show. But from uh, all that, of course there was like very miss, a lot of miscellaneous, um, miscellaneous game announcements. Uh, but you know, because of it being Tokyo game show, not much recognition on these sides, these parts, but there definitely were a lot of notable ones. First and foremost, probably my biggest, most favorite announcement uh, was Russian Beat X. Russian Beat X, Return of Brawl Brothers. Um, dropped, it is dropping uh, next year. Um, showed a reveal trailer. Um, <laughs> if you may not know, um, Rival Turf, which is called, which is the Americanized version um, of Russian Beat, which is like a, trilogy uh for the super nintendo uh a beat-em-up that came out 
back in the nineties. Um, but in America, they changed the name up to, uh, presumably make it more appealing to, uh, the U S. Um, so the first one was rival turf. Uh, the second one was broad brothers. And the third one was the peacekeepers. I think the peacekeepers. So it's cool. They're kind of, uh, you know, acknowledging the, uh, regional differences and things like that, uh, which is dope. And, you know, they show a little bit of gameplay. Obviously it looks a little rough when it came graphically, but Hey, if that gameplay is there, I'm, I'm, I'm in a hundred percent. So, which, uh, that looks to be the case. You got, um, what's his name? <laughs> I call him the black firefighter. <laughs> I think his name is, uh, Douglas blind build. I'm, I'm getting it mixed up, but saw his ass like he's doing his, of course, his uh, pile drivers, his, his, uh, not pile drivers, his flowing, um, his, uh, his, uh, what would you call him? His, his propelling suplexes where he throws people in the air and then suplexes them when they come down. Just dope. It seems to be a lot of variation when it comes to that, which is dope. Um, hearing some of the classic music is, which is dope as well. Um, yeah, they got some new characters. Rick Norton was the white guy with the jacket. He looks pretty cool. They doing they doing uppercuts and shit. It's it's great. You got you got you got, what's his name? He's shooting Douglas. Yeah, Douglas Bill. He's shooting people with with gun. He's stomping them and doing the suplexes and doing a damn uh what do you call it? Uh, um, I forgot what you call it. Where you where you spin them around the big swing, the big swing. Yeah, this looks dope. It seems to be 2.5 D ish. So that's good. At least they're not trying to make it a full 3d fighter necessarily, which is uh, respectable. <clears throat> and they showed a new character Kalua. Um, yeah, as a, as a, as a fan, um, of, of the brush and beat series, uh, particularly rival turf, which has always been like, uh, a nostalgic guilty pleasure because the, uh, it depends on who you ask, but most commonly is not the best beat em up, uh, out there, but it had a really dope soundtrack, which always captivated me, especially growing up. Um, and now it's always like a comfort type game where I like, you know what? I feel like playing a couple of levels and, you know, spacing out in a way. Um, <laughs> another thing that's very funny. I, I just an acknowledgement that I find very funny is that <laughs> we we're getting a damn, a new Russian beat, uh, before we ever, <laughs> ever got, uh, got a new, uh, final fight, which I find that hilarious. I find that very hilarious, but I digress. Russian beat X. Return of the Brawl Brothers. Return them. Gotta return them. Uh, Earth Defense Force 6. You know I'm a fan of the Earth Defense Force. EDF. <laughs> um, they uh, finally announced that um, that's coming in 2024 as well as English localization. I believe when it comes to the physical version, I think you can only get it from, uh, you have to import it from, um, Asia and then, uh, but it does support English. So you could do it that way. Of course, um, pretty certain it'll come digitally, which is probably the most accessible option for people. 
Um, but hey, EDF, love me some Dammy. I'm ready. I've been I've been fiending for some EDF. Um, so pretty much, <laughs> if you know EDF, it's it seems to be EDF. Maybe with some minor changes here and there, but um, you know, I <laughs> I don't have any like unrealistic, crazy expectations when it comes to EDF is EDF is a very safe, very safe niche game that like, how would I describe it? A very safe niche game, really? Yeah. There's not much really you can go out of that. I don't know. Expecting something crazy from EDF. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they, they probably will. I'm not, I'm not, not knocking that. Uh, Earth Defense Force World Brothers 2 also coming out next year. So this is basically like the the chibi type, um, more accessible variant of, of Earth Defense Force. And also like a cool different variant where you get various what are called brothers and sisters that are have a lot of drastically different properties to them. Like I remember one dude, I was he was a boxer and you could like just beat up people pretty much throughout the whole uh the whole game and stuff like that. So I am, I'm, I'm interested. Just believe I'm interested. Uh, what other ones? I'm not sure if I think we got an a, a announce, um, release, but metal gear solid conduction got a release date for October 24th. Um, what else? There was some other notable, particularly notable, um, announcements. Um, they also did have a, uh, final fantasy seven rebirth, um, stage event where they show some more gameplay, some mini games and things like that. I think they showed the chocobo farm, the, um, uh, I want to say Koopo, but, um, what's the, I forgot what it's called. You know what I mean? They showed that that farm slash village, um, Resident Evil Village for iPhone and iPad, coming. Uh, okay, um, sure. Um, I think Sweary and Suda Fifty One are making a game, uh, which is called Hotel Barcelona. It seems to be like a two 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 D platformer, platformer slash shoot em up, beat em up kind of hybrid, I guess it's an action game, but 2d action game. Um, which I'm, I'm very much, I, I, I like their work very much. So I'm very interested in that. Um, yeah, somebody who's a huge fan of no more heroes as well as a deadly premonition. That is a, that's a get, that's a, that's a get, you don't question it. You trust it, you know? You don't question you trust, but I know this game technically was in the works for a long time, but never actually, uh, came to fruition. Uh, at least the, the, the title is familiar in terms of like, it was known that it was, um, in the works at some point, but never quite came, came to fruition or whatever. So like a dragon Gaiden, um, and like a dragon Ishin coming to game pass. That is dope. Love that. Uh, Wulong Fallen Dynasty DLC, Octopath Traveler 2 coming to Xbox Series, and Windows early 2024. Yeah. 
yeah, I think those were at least the biggest notable um, announcements. So I'm all for it. Love me some, love me some Japanese developed games. You know, I I love it. I love, I love it. it. Um, yeah. There you go. There you go. Moving on. PlayStation Plus prices are being increased uh, via blog from PlayStation.com where they have announced that, uh, um, guys, we wanted to let you know that starting September 6th, we will be increasing the price of PlayStation Plus 12 month subscriptions globally across all benefit plans. Price This price adjustment will enable us to continue bringing high quality games and value added benefits to your PlayStation Plus subscription service. Um, and boy, these prices are pretty big hikes, I have to say. Um, so at least the essential, which is like the base at entry type, um, tier, um, is $59.99 and it's increased to $79.99 extra, which is like the mid tier, uh, from $99.99 to $134.99 and then premium. Uh, which is the top of the top, one nineteen ninety nine to one fifty nine ninety nine. Damn. So, yeah, that's that's asking for a lot there. And you know, personally, I don't think that they're really justified currently. Um, at least the library's not where it's at, and the games they shuffle in is really not. So, would not uh, recommend it. Um, uh, I don't, uh, yeah, I guess you have to. Yeah. I thought you, there was just a PlayStation plus where you could just get just the, but no, they, they put it in to try to get more money really. So never mind. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's a little grimy. Everything getting inflated is, is all bad, man. It really is. I'm not a fan. Not a fan at all. Not a fan at all. <laughs> Keeping that price gouging train going. <laughs> choo, choo. Um, we got uh Unity, which is the engine um that a lot of developers use for a lot of various games, a lot of indie games. Um, that, you know, people know and love, um, them, the company themselves announced that they, uh, are implementing quote unquote install fees, um, for their games, for games developed using unity. So the, the whole thing is very complicated, but basically the implication is that for every install of a game, you're charged like an incremental amount, like six cents to, uh, 125 cents. I don't know how that works, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's very messy, very weird, um, kind of money hungry thing to implement, but nonetheless. Yeah. So, uh, as you would expect, this caused a very huge uproar, uh, for a lot of people when it can't, when it comes to, um, 
you know, uh, especially, um, they, they have it tiered where it's basically the, the better you do, the more they take, um, basically, um, which again also is not that great. Uh, especially like for indie developers who don't necessarily have the funding as like big triple a developers and stuff, just overall bad idea. And then it's the whole, the whole question of what counts as an install, which they seems to be, they seem to be pretty vague about like, is this from people installing the game? So, well, at least that seems to be the implication, but if they install the game and uninstall it, uninstall, uninstall, install, uninstall. So that is that their fault for doing that? And are they, they're going to be charged for that? That just, it, which that, that just doesn't make sense. And then you, the other possibility that, that has been brought up is what if people who are against the game, you know, some gamers are going to be gamers or horrible people, um, or horrible people in general, uh, just out of spite to kind of, um, as a new form of, um, uh, review bomb in the game, or basically trying to negatively impact the game. Um, try to intentionally charge them. Cause there's some crazy people that would do it where they would, yeah, just intentionally uninstall, reinstall multiple times just to try to hike the price up for a person. If, if this is what this is, and then, you know, unity has been back backpedaling from this in a lot of ways and saying, you know, we're sorry about the confusion. Actually it's this, but then it's, that's still even more complicated. And overall it's just, a, it's just a mess. So you see a lot of people are actually like, um, writing off unity at this point, like in terms of using their engine, they're like, you know what? No, we're not going to do that. We're we're going to move to another engine. Uh, even though there's some people, unfortunately, where they're pretty much at the final stretch of finishing their game that's made by unity that, um, they can do that. But then you see a lot of people boycotting unity because of this specifically that, you know, they're going to try to do this even more so and things like that. So very messy situation, heavily messy. Just, just should shut up and eat your food, you know, get, get all the, get all the recognition and whatnot, but no, no. Um, yeah, that's very messy and it's still been gradually developing. Cause they've been, yeah, like I said, backpedaling further and further. Okay. Actually no, um, zero, zero point one cent per, in- per install. Okay. No, just that. So yeah, it's, it's been weird. Uh, let me see what the latest latest technically is. Yes, they, yeah. So of course guys, we've heard you. We apologize for the confusion and angst. The rent time fee policy we announced on Tuesday caused. We are listening, talking to our team members, community customers, and partners. We will be making changes to the policy. We will share an update in a couple, a couple of days. Thank you for your honest and critical feedback. And then, uh, the, it was some weird stuff where they obfuscated their terms of service, um, or, uh, um, terms in general, where that's been weird because they, they've been shifting that up. Cause I assume it goes all against of what they're trying to do now. Things like that. It's a mess, hot ass mess. So safe to say, 
lot of people are going to be jumping ship from unity when it comes to that. So there you go. There you go. Moving on. Uh, also, um, other crazy leaks have been transpiring. We got, uh, uh, Xbox who of course is having this ongoing, um, uh, battle to acquire, uh, Activision Blizzard. Um, in that process, they've been having to submit, uh, certain particular documents, uh, backing up various things. And, uh, within that, they, uh, uh, basically, um, accidentally leaked a lot of their doc documents to the court because they, uh, I guess one employee put like multiple files within a PDF and a lot of those documents were supposed to be strucken or, and or confidential, but they weren't, um, which the, the issue seems to be on Xbox's side in terms of who to blame there, where I guess they were supposed to do that to some extent, but weren't. Um, and from that, it was a lot of, a lot of information in terms of Xbox's plan um, and, and roadmap, literal roadmap within it, uh, in the documents of, um, of, uh, you know, going proceeded in the next years with their plans for stuff. Um, it's a lot of stuff. Uh, so just going to parse to some of the highlights that at least a lot of people have brought to attention. Probably one of the bigger ones is the Xbox series refresh, which is, uh, no longer a rectangle. It is a cylindrical design and have looks to have no disc at all. So basically a digital, a digital cylindrical version of the Xbox series X that, um, is just that, um, basically an all digital, um, version, which seems pretty cool. I mean, I'm not really a fan of the no disc thing, but you know, they seem to be much, very much uh, going towards that, which I hope is not, not a trend, but you know, you never know. Um, the other one was a controller, a new Xbox controller it looks to be two tone where the, the, that, um, the hand handles, the bottom handles of the controller are black and then the upper area is white. And then you have, uh, some interesting features. You got a direct to cloud, which is interesting. So it may be like a, um, um, a feature that is maybe dedicated to maybe kind of what stadio is doing where you can like play games completely without a console. And then, uh, where their logic was, if you connect the controller to a Wi-Fi, it reduces latency that you would notice from, um, you know, connecting otherwise is my guess, considering that that's their big push as of late. Um, Bluetooth 5.2, uh, X point, uh, Xbox wireless two, uh, haptic feedback, of course, accelerometer. There was rumors that it seems like, uh, at least by what was shown here that it would have gyro scopic support, but it seems like that's not the case because there are certain components that are missing in order to, to do that. Um, modular thumbsticks. So that's cool. Um, you know, obviously the ongoing problem of stick drift that would be easily remedied and not have to buy a whole new controller to rectify it or, you know, uh, disassemble your controller. 
Um, I think they also talked about the, another elite controller, um, which, you know, will actually finally have like the features of the series controllers in terms of, you know, having a share dedicated share button and, and things like that. So interesting stuff there. Um, another aspect that was very interesting was that there was a, a leak of a, in particular new Bethesda games, um, uh, Elder Scrolls for Oblivion remaster, um, which, which was apparently originally set for fiscal year 2022, according to the document, doom year zero and DLC, um, a fallout three remaster, which I would very much play that, uh, sequel to Ghostwire Tokyo and, uh, dishonored three. Um, Yeah, there's some other uh, kind of vague titlings of certain games that don't necessarily tell you. There's Project Kestrel, which maybe that could be a, a, a Splinter Cell reference, because I know that's a character in the co-op from Splinter Cell Conviction, I believe. That that that, but that's that that might be more of a stretch. Project Platinum, which maybe could be a game made by Platinum Games, which I think technically that used to be Scalebound, maybe Scalebound comes back. Um, a vaguely named license, licensed IP game. Um, uh, the Indiana Jones game, which I think we 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 were were aware of beforehand, also. So that's very interesting. Um, <laughs> uh, so clearly they did not want this to leak. This wasn't an intentional leak. And, uh, Phil Harrison did, did, uh, address it saying that like, you know, it's unfortunate that this was revealed this way, but you know, we'll keep going forward. Essentially. Hey, got shouts out to, to Phil Harrison. He's, uh, am I getting it? Phil Spencer? My bad. Phil Spencer, <laughs> Phil Spencer. Um, but yeah, a lot of juice, a lot of juicy details. Um, yeah, there's also talks about, um, the, uh, Microsoft trying to acquire Nintendo to some extent, as well as like, uh, Capcom and <laughs> Capcom acknowledges saying, yeah, we, we would not do that. We wouldn't, we'll, we'll politely decline. Um, <laughs> being like a, like a girl you like and your friend asks her and she says, no, no, no. Uh, they also revealed that the next gen Xbox would be in 2028. So the next generation of, uh, Xbox would likely be then. Um, yeah, this is a lot of detrimental information. Um, it's unfortunate. <laughs> they were talking about apparently like through some emails that they were talking about work asking if Xbox cloud gaming would, could work on a PS five through a browser and whether Sony would block it which uh, currently you can't just have a dedicated PS five browser, but um, yeah, you, you, so that technically would not work. I think there's some very, very odd workarounds you could technically do, but otherwise it, it would not work. I think uh, them were emails of them observating, observing, observing PlayStation fives, like specs and initial um, like uh, reveal 
um, in terms of like, um, we're not really worried that much. We're good with what we're doing. Um, yeah, a lot of stuff. And that, that's just scratching the surface. A lot of other various miscellaneous details that was leaked as well, but many to not, um, you know, discuss here, but unless that covers all the news for this episode, um, let's get into, uh, what I've been playing, which, uh, man, it's been a lot, especially since it's been a while since last episode, but Starfield played a good amount. I actually beat it, um, last weekend. Of course, there's various other, a lot of side quests I need to do and stuff like that. But I I enjoyed Starfield for what I played, but it's just a lot of weirdness when it came comes to performance that I'm not a fan of. In particular, the DLSS stuff and controversy where, you know, if you aren't familiar, it seems like because of, uh, it seems like Starfield is prioritizing the Xbox series console um, over a PC in particular because um, the game doesn't have a native DLSS, which is like um, a way to make things more efficient for uh, a GPU for, in this case, for um, Nvidia graphics cards. So because the Xbox series is um, uh, an AMD, um, includes an AMD GPU, it is not, um, it basically, there's some favoritism going on and it seems to be some backdoor shady deals in terms of, um, you know, it seems to be implied that, you know, AMD gave Bethesda a little money. Hey, you know, uh, you know, that DLSS, uh, you know, you don't, you don't need to release that right now. Give it, give it some time. So thankfully Bethesda did address some of the issues complaints. People were having that, that there, there will be a patch down the road for a lot of significant of, uh, issues. The biggest one at least is, is the lack of DLSS for a game as big as this, as well as the, the game itself is not very, very, uh, optimized in a lot of ways. So, um, there is that as well. Um, so at least what I was like, uh, all right, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I played a fair amount of side quests and stuff. I was like, let, let, let's just get through this story. And then, um, uh, maybe I'll, I'll probably come back after some, some significant updates have transpired and, and, and went through and the performance is much better. So yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I like the, the, the ending, uh, it's, it's very interesting prospect. Um, to, uh, explore, which I, I probably will. Well, yeah. After some time, I'm a, I'm a let it cook. I'm a let, let it, it cook. cook. You know, I'm a, I'm gonna give it some time. Go let, let, let that, let that thing cook a bit. So, um, also, played, uh, Mortal Kombat one. Um, completed the campaign or, you know, story mode, um, story mode was pretty good. I really dug it. Obviously I'm avoid spoilers. Um, but yeah, I like the direction they're going with mortal Kombat now. Um, it is a very interesting prospect that makes a lot of sense when you think about it. Um, but yeah, I dug it. I, I like the story. I liked some of the elements they incorporated. 
it's very much if you're familiar with the previous Mortal Kombat games and story mode, you know, you'll pretty much be the familiar with, with, with this. Um, yeah, I've, I've yet to really get really into it in terms of like fully learn a character and all that stuff. Uh, at least so far, my character of choice seems to be, uh, Garrus, you know, I love me a, a black, a black, uh, time traveler, you know, or my bad, a black tra- protector of time. Um, so he's been at least one of the cooler people I've messed with. And then there's also the whole layer of possibilities, which is the cameo system where you basically have like an assist character that helps you, um, uh, during your fight. So that's a whole bag of worms to kind of explore and things like that. So, um, they also mess with the invasion mode which is this like kind of pseudo uh, excuse for a single player campaign where you can like basically just seems to be like an excuse to keep you playing the game with just various like characters you fight. They, they try to RPG a a fighting game is the vibe I get, but it just, it, it for me, it's just some dissonance when it comes to that, where it's like, be a fighting game. Don't be a RPG. Uh, I just feel like a fighting game and an RPG are just two genres that I personally feel like cannot can never really blend well, you know, cause then there's always the concern of, uh, having an advantage advantages and thing like things like that. So <sighs> yeah, yeah, it is, uh, yeah was not really feeling that, you know, you walk on this like game board and it, it feels like, and, you know, explore the first stage was Johnny Cage's mansion. And yeah, it was, it was very mad for me. I don't think I will play through that specifically. Uh, what I will probably play through is like the, um, towers mode to, to get all the, all the, um, all the hypothetical endings, um, which I definitely probably plan to do for sure. Um, but yeah, overall, Hey, Mortal Kombat one. I mean, it's Mortal Kombat. I mean, of course I am definitely a sucker for Mortal Kombat as a lot of other people I'd assume, you know? Um, but overall I thoroughly enjoyed it. Thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm, I'm kind of mad. I got the, the addition that lets you, that let you play the game early before it, you know, got released to everybody else or officially quote unquote. But, uh, because, (laughs) because of my foot situation, um, could not, could not play it. So that was, that was, that was a fun, fun uh, aspect that, uh, came to mind, but I digress. Uh, also played, um, probably my favorite game, uh, at the moment, not going to even, not going to even lie to you. Not even going to lie, which was F zero 99. Um, I am somebody who never played F zero before I'm familiar with like, you know, um, what the game is basically like a racing game in a, um, kind of a, a futuristic racing game is at least the vibe I got. Obviously my biggest, uh, familiarity is a uh, captain Falcon and smash brothers, who is a pilot in F zero. Um, 
But yeah, man, F099 is the truth. I'm here to tell you. Um, it is just something so addictive and fun about it. Um, I think also it levels the playing field in, in a lot of ways where, um, so basically you are, uh, pitted against, uh, 98 other people. And the goal of course is to be the, the, the first coming first, uh, racing against all of these other people. Um, man, which is very fun. The more I'm thinking about it. But, uh, yeah, nonetheless, you go through the courses and there's, of course, there's a little bit of combat, which is dope. You can, uh, knock out, um, uh, other pilots if they're, if they're low on health and that's a whole mechanic. So there's a, definitely a huge risk reward mechanic, which is always, uh, I mean, the, the pillar of a lot of great games. Um, so in this case you have a power meter, um, and your power meter also power meter, which is basically your health, uh, also is your, uh, boost. So uh, going back to the risk reward thing, you could risk some of your health to boost and basically get an advantage over other people. And every round, every uh, lap, there is a strip to replenish some of that, uh, power. So when you do that, um, there's just that risk reward thing. And then like, if your po- if your uh, power is too low, uh, you'll be at risk of getting KO'd or knocked out when basically you're out of the race, you did not finish whatever. Um, so there's the risk reward of like, ah, do I need to, should I just use almost all of my, uh, a boot, uh, energy to, to, uh, get, um, get first place or do I, be safe and, you know, try to wait until the next lap to get some more health to start boosting, um, and getting ahead of other people. So there's that mechanic. And of course there's also the, um, definitely the mechanic to keep you in the game. So like it will take out players who are the lowest, um, in place below you. So I think there's like certain thresholds. So it starts at 99, I think goes to 90 and then I think 60 and so forth. Uh, I think it varies, but I think that's somewhat the just, I think it, it depends. And then there's also like grand prix. So you, you know, multiple races to place and stuff like that. Um, it's dope. It is dope. As somebody who's never played F zero before I am, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm low key addicted to F zero 99. It's very, very fun, very pick up, pick up and play for the most part. There's a lot of like a uh, easy to learn, hard to master. So, which I think also is a, you know, another great pillar to a lot of great games. And I'm, I'm still playing and I'm still addicted to, I've yet to get a uh, first place. I've got the highest I've gotten is fourth. Um, so that definitely is my underlying goal to at least get first place in a race. Um, but it's, it's very fun. You unlike um, camos and stuff for your car. You can do a uh, customization of your uh, name plate and, and things like that. It's fun. It's very fun. You, uh, you know, rank up and when you rank up, you earn tickets and things like that for the grand prix races. You got a cycle of, uh, you can do the standard, uh, F zero 99 race, um, as well as like other various rotating special races. Like there's team, a team battle where you're, uh, you're, um, a team against another team and the, and the team with the most points by 
which you get from hitting um, the other team wins. You got the Grand Prix, which I talked about. Uh, there's a mini Grand Prix, <laughs> Grand Prix, Grand Prix, um, like uh, the greater Grand Prix, various circuits. And even another dope aspect is if you, I think as long as you reach a certain stage, um, let's say you reach a certain stage that you never raced on before and you lose, which is very accurate. I think in a lot of cases, um, you lose, you can actually practice and play on the stages yourself to get a idea of how to, you know, turn properly and like navigate, um, properly and efficiently to, you know, compete with other people, um, which is pretty dope. And you can also race against yourself, um, in terms of time. So like if you did really good this one time, um, you can race your previous self to kind of, you know, also get that kind of vital, very, very helpful information there. So F 099, I'm very, I'm, I'm very surprised that I've been captivated, captivated by this game as much as I am, but I am absolutely am. And I thoroughly am enjoying it. Whew. That's great. That's great. This is um, I'm I'm happy for F Zero because I know that the this this series has not gotten a lot of love throughout the years. The last F Zero we got I think was was it GX on the Nintendo GameCube? Maybe there might have been a Wii. Actually, well, let's look that up. Let's look that up because I'm I'm curious. I am very curious. Let's see. Yeah, so there was Super Nintendo one, uh, 64 and Nintendo 64 one F zero X. I guess there was a Game Boy one F zero maximum velocity. Um, F zero GX on the GameCube, which is that that's one I remember. I've not played, but I'm at least recall that. Uh, F zero GP legend, which another game, another game boy advanced game F zero climax. Maybe this released only in Japan. Um, yeah, then <laughs> basically on a hiatus from 2004, 2003, um, Takia in a, in who worked directly on F zero throughout uh incarnations in 2003 having worked with F-Zero series results of collaboration with Sega almost found myself something at a at, at a loss to how to take the franchise further past F-Zero GX and AX understandable understandable oh crap Tasha Hiro Nagoshi worked on F-Zero GX who um who you may not know who's uh the godfather of uh, the Yakuza series. So that's interesting. So did they collaborate? Um, hmm. Wow. That's dope. That is dope. Um, yeah. So yeah. So F zero has been dormant for a good, good while. Um, but, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm so happy for F zero as a, you know, series. Um, good to see it back. Um, it's great. My other concern at least is, you know, uh, these 99 games have been going the way of the vault where they basically just shut the servers down. Like what well, felt like after a year, 
Cause let's see, like the, the biggest example was uh Super Mario 35, I believe. That was like the Battle Royale Mario game. Yeah, I think they shut the servers down. Yeah, Super Mario 35 was discontinued on April 1st, 2021. Um, the 35th anniversary projects were discontinued due to the 35th anniversary being a celebration that was intended to be unique. He considered concept successful, mentioning how Super Mario 3D All-Stars sold over 2 million copies of State Hall. Limited time events were not planned to be used as a marketing strategy for future anniversaries. Um, oh, somebody apparently reverse engineered the game server. That's dope. Interesting. So I assume if you really want to play Super Mario Brothers 35, you probably could. So that's good. Not officially, but it's still unfortunate that they discontinued it. Uh, I think they discontinued another one. Like, um, I want to say Tetris 99. I don't know. I don't think that's still ongoing. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, um, discontinue. Yeah. Yeah, on March um, 32nd, I don't think that's accurate. 2022, we will sadly be closing the service for Tetris 99. That also means the big block DLC would be unavailable to be played or download. That is horrible. That sucks. Maybe, hold on. Let me fact check this. Something seems a little off. Oh, Pac-Man 99. I forgot about that one. Yeah, Pac-Man 99. That that got discontinued in October of... I guess this year, technically. So Pac-Man 99 is going away. Damn. So pretty much next, next month, the Pac-Man 99 is gone. Uh, so yeah, it's, uh, that's, that's my biggest concern slash issue, but being that it's F zero and it's like a dormant, you know, franchise that hasn't been, you know, really played with, uh, hopefully they keep it up for a good while, but yeah, F zero 99, man. Very fun. As somebody who really isn't like huge into racing games really that much, F099 is hitting it. It's it's hitting it for me. Um moving on. Also play um one that slipped under my radar is uh Elevator Action Returns S Tribute. I gotta do it. Elevator Action Returns S Tribute dig it. Um, elevator action, man. Elevator action, um, <laughs> has definitely some not n- uh, nostalgic feels for me. 
I remember how uh, my dad had it and I'd play it on his uh, his Game Boy where um, it, it was very basic. You basically are in these set stages, set stages where there's like uh, an elevator in the middle of the 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 stage. And then there's, of course, two two other basically a building um, as a stage and you the only way you can get down uh, for the most part, maybe there were stairs. I don't remember, but the only way you can get, get down is by the elevator, whether you're going to elevator, go down or you, um, are on the top and you go down. But of course there's the risk and reward there where if you, if you're at the top and you, um, are the elevator goes up, you're dead. You're basically squished. Um, but then, you know, you have a gun and you're supposed to get the particular file and, and escape. It was like a, it was like a 007 uh, inspired game, at least um, the original. So that at least was my reference. And I heard and saw this while just, you know, browsing the, the uh, various stores, um, gaming, gaming stores. I'm like, Elevator Action Returns. I was like, what is this? I've never heard of it. And I was like, you know what? Let me try it out. Let me try it out. And boy, I am a huge fan of this game. Uh, I guess it was apparently called Elevator Action 2 um, in Japan and some, uh, I think in Japan in general. But um, yeah, it came out in arcades in I think 94. <laughs> I looked this up, obviously. Came back, uh, came in arcades in 94 and I think apparently it was ported to the Sega Saturn um, um, a couple years after that. And I think it was in like some Taito collection, um, on consoles. And then it, uh, apparently came out last year, like uh late last year, I want to say, um, but I totally went on my radar, but, uh, nonetheless, yeah, I played this and it's, it's like a pretty much modernized version of elevator action. Got a different spin. It's like, you're no longer a spy. You're like a, a post apocalyptic futuristic, um, cyberpunk esque type setting. It feels like, and you're basically just it, the same type of uh, gameplay mechanics where you're, you know, can go indoors and get various power ups. But the main goal is to go into the important doors and get what you need. So, and then of course you have a gun and you can throw bombs and at least now it's more, um, what's the word procedural in a way where you actually like, like the, these are full blown levels. So you're not restricted to this one level that doesn't move. You actually like a uh, side scroll, which is, which is pretty dope. But yeah, this, as somebody who, who was a fan of elevator action growing up, this was, uh, this was very cozy. And might I say the, uh, the soundtrack is, is was dope as hell. I'm really big fan of the soundtrack also. Um, elevator action returns as tribute. I dig it. Also has a dope, uh, you, you can, um, have unlimited continues. You can, um, there's a slow mode, <laughs> which makes sense. Now I, I mess with that a little bit. I can also rewind, which I use that towards the end of the game where it gets very difficult. And, um, there is a like good ending, bad ending type thing based on those decisions, um, actions you need to meet, say that. Um, but yeah, uh, it's something, it was something very comfortable for me playing it again after all these years or playing the sequel technically, 
Um, yeah. So thankfully <laughs> when I was in the hospital, they were that very much occupied my time very well. I'd say had a thorough playthrough. I played it again, actually, um, just recently too. elevator actions returns as, as, as it hit a soft spot for me. And, uh, I appreciate it for it. Moving on. Also played uh Resident Evil four separate ways DLC uh, again, steam deck shouts out to the steam deck. Um, man. Yeah. So <laughs> while I was in the hospital, steam deck did at least uh, help occupy, um, um, decent amount of time while I was in there managed to somehow on the spotty hospital internet, uh, get a uh, separate ways installed on my steam deck had to do some finagling, had to like update my steam deck to a beta version, which apparently had support for some of the newer, or I think some of the newer games, but also at least, um, indirectly from my research lets you, um, play separate ways on the deck. You could technically beforehand, but I think something with this DLC, the steam deck wasn't a fan of, uh, in terms of the, the, uh, standard, um, firmware. So did after I did that game ran pretty great. I literally played the entirety of separate ways on a steam deck in the hospital, which was, this was a very fun experience. And also like <laughs> really in a weird way, helped validate my purchase of, of a steam deck as somebody who doesn't really play, uh, doesn't really play portable like I used to when I was younger, obviously because like, well, uh, why would I play on the go when I could just play at home? I've always been that. Um, unless there's some circumstance, but, um, at least in this case, yeah, that was, that was great. Thoroughly enjoyed it. They, 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 um, some of the, the lingering questions I had from the initial RE4 campaign were answered for the most part. Um, pretty much all of them really actually, I'll take that back. Um, what else? Um, yeah, I'd say overall, I definitely like this, this DLC better than, uh, the original separates from OG RE4 for sure. Um, yeah, I think they, they just did, they shifted some stuff around that like, you know, some of the stuff I was disappointed that wasn't in RE, RE4 remake, um, was pretty much in, in, um, separate ways. So I dug it for that. Um, yeah, I was very satisfied. It, it felt like a pretty good value for, uh, I think it was $10 for it. Um, it was about five, six hours, my playthrough. Um, so I feel like you got, you got, you got your money's worth, you know? Um, also with that DLC also came an update for mercenaries, which is completely free. Um, where they finally added the rumored characters, um, well, the, the leaked, uh, data mine characters, uh, which was Ada and Wesker. So with this update, they added them to the mercenaries and also added the fourth final stage, which was like, is always the <laughs> very scary and problematic one with the, the, uh, chainsaw Ganado that, that can skate, skate and, and swing his, uh, his, uh, chain double, double edged chain, uh, double, what would you call it? Double, double tipped, double, 
double reinforced. I don't know. Chainsaw coming at you like full force. And boy, I've, I got my eyes cut up a fair amount of times, but at least, uh, I, I eventually held my own. So what I've been working towards now is that they're with this update, they added Leon's, uh, RPD costume from RE2, but the conditions to unlock it is that you have the S plus every stage, um, with every character, um, which is, has been a, been a feat, but, uh, for the most part I've, I've, uh, got through it. I think the only person I have left character I have left is I think Wesker, Wesker, maybe Wesker and uh Krauser. I think I have to play through S plus most of the stages or something like that. So the, the RPD costume is, is soon to be mine. It is, it is soon to be mine. Um, overall thoroughly enjoyed. Also, by the way, Wesker is dope as hell. Um, in terms of his, uh, his, uh, moveset, obviously very remnant, um, reminiscent of his original, uh, RE4 characteristics, but even to a, you know, much greater extent. Now he can like parry shit and then he can, you know, of course do his infamous dashes and stuff, but yeah, he's, he's pretty dope. Can't wait to play him a bit more. So, um, yeah, great, great. I think, um, yeah, part of me definitely wants to replay RE4 remake again. Now that separates out. So a part of me kind of wants to play RE4 and then play separate ways. And then I see how I feel about that. I still don't think as a whole, it is better than original OG RE4, but um, at least as far as this DLC concerned is very great. And uh, mercenaries is pretty, pretty great as well. Um, so yeah, there you go. Um, moving on. Also played, uh, uh, this is a surprise for me as well. Undertale. Um, I played it on my switch of <laughs> also while in the hospital. Um, Undertale, man, this was a very surprisingly delightful experience. Um, as somebody who's always heard about the game being really great and stuff was <laughs> funny way a while back. I did get a collector's uh, edition of this game, knowing I would love it. And surely enough, that was the case. I, I very much thoroughly enjoyed this game. Um, Undertale, how would I describe it? It's like a, Hmm. It's like a unique, oh yeah. It's kind of like earthbound earthbound as somebody who hasn't technically played earthbound. I'm familiar with some of it, but I think I've heard the references of this game towards it. Uh, earthbound meets, I don't know. I guess it would say just, uh, earthbound really. Yeah. I think it's like a new, a different take on earthbound in some ways where it's like, uh, I, and I can't, I guess I can't fully articulate that without having played earthbound. Um, it, it is a uh, reminiscent of like the old school, uh, NES SNES games more, more so any SNES, but like RPG where you can choose to not fight people, which I think that was a capstone for earthbound if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so that was my at least first playthrough where you can go. Cause I heard that was like a thing for the game. So I'm like, you know what? Let me, let's go for that. 
and you know that's presumably the best ending um so i was like let me go go for that so i did had a had a had a wonderful experience i had some troubles in terms of like how do i not how do i uh succeed in this 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 fight without fighting uh which was interesting but uh i figured it out uh did some sleuthing here and there and uh eventually figured it out it pretty much the 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 way it goes is basically you're talking to a person and you have a, a health a little heart which is in a square box and it generally consists of you dodging various things that try to take your heart which i think that's i didn't really put that together i think there's some resonance there's something to be be uh uh scratched if you will about that to be a kind of um thought on thoroughly or <laughs> about that but um yeah it was yeah so pretty much you do that and then you basically try to convince the person that hey i'm not i don't want to fight you i, I don't want to fight you and then eventually at some point it's like oh really you don't want to fight me well i guess i don't want to fight you then and then <laughs> crisis is resolved for the most part obviously there's some various uh, deviations here and there, but it was, uh, yeah, it was very delightful music banging, uh, 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 yet again, another thing people were talking, ranting and raving about that. Uh, I now get, I now understand Toby Fox, man. He's a dope. He, he, man, he can make some hits. Let me tell you. Um, what else? Yeah. It just, it, it just felt very delightful. Um, and now, uh, yeah, after finally finishing it, yeah, man. Oh, it hit. It hit for me for sure. Um, so I'm, I think I probably plan at some point to do the bad ending. Um, cause I'm curious in it. At least people are saying it's a whole different game. So pretty much you can, you can, uh, either not hit hurt people or you can't hurt people. And then there's various endings and, and, uh, you know, deviations from that. So, which also makes it pretty interesting. So, probably going to do that. And then after I do that, probably look, look up some YouTube videos of the other various, um, ways the game can technically end. So yeah, Undertale, man, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I was late to the party, but man, I'm glad I, I, I made, I got to the party. <laughs> I'm glad I got to the party. I think it came out initially in 2015. Um, yeah. And I never really jumped on it. I think they eventually dropped it on the PS Vita maybe PSP. No, I think PS Vita. Um, but I, I, I never got to it, never got to it. PS Vita placed PS4, but I never, never got to it. But now eventually <laughs> because I was stuck in the hospital, like, uh, you know what? I've always heard about Undertale. Let me, let me, let me try out Undertale. And yeah, it was great. It was great. It was great. Um, going to be, <laughs> actually I was doing that. going to be banging at the, the soundtrack for, to the end of time probably because it's, it's that, it's that great. So Undertale, I kind of, part of me kind of want to, uh, I think there's a sequel, but it's been coming out in parts so far. Delta Maroon. I definitely plan to play that at some point too, but yeah. So that's all I've been playing. <laughs> that's it feels like, felt like a lot, but, um, yeah, getting what I've been watching, which has been a uh, one piece actually. Um, uh, love is blind. <laughs> it wasn't one piece that got me to rescribe to Netflix. I was like, let me <laughs> love is blind. Season five came out. I'm like, let me watch that. 
I've already talked about it. It's nothing really worth talking about, but I was like, well, now that I'm, I'm subscribed, let me, let me watch this one piece. See what it's about as somebody who's never watched, uh, the anime or, or the manga, read the manga or anything like that. I was like, let me, let me see what this one, one piece is about. Also considering people have uh, praised it for the most part. Um, so yeah, I, two episodes in, I'm digging it. It's all right. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm interested to see where it goes. I'm not fully invested as of yet, but, uh, I'm interested. I'll say that I'm interested in where it goes for sure. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe after watching this season, um, I might, it might get me to go to Crunchyroll and watch the anime. <laughs> well, <laughs> somewhat put a chunk in the 1,520, 27 <laughs> episodes. Um, so yeah, one piece one piece. Gotta get that one piece. I gotta get that one piece. Um, other than that, that's pretty much been it. Um, yeah. Whew, man, that was a lot of, a lot of catching up. I, I, I had to do since last episode, but Hey, I did it. I did it. Um, yeah, so I guess that will conclude episode, uh, 182 of switches sites. Um, if you did enjoy the, the show, feel free to like rate and subscribe various podcasting video platforms. Um, you can catch me record this live on Twitch TV slash a switch can also watch the video archive on uh, youtube.com slash a switch. And until next time, y'all, uh, hopefully you get them headshots and counter strike. Uh, feel free to fuck. <laughs> Get your game on. Oh yeah. Nobody's safe.